It's time for a matcha talk. Assalamualaikum. So I am in my comfy spot in my little weird cushion thing. Are you in your comfy spot, Samibaji? I like how you say cushion thing. Yes, I am very comfy on a chair. So it is good. I'm comfy and I'm ready for today. And the weather is improving here, which is affecting my mood. So it is a great day for a podcast. Alhamdulillah. Well, we are going to have to keep up that positivity because today we are going to be talking about our comfort in a different sense. We are going to be talking about our health. So we, you've had some issues. I've had some issues. And I think it's time that we delve into that a little. Well, because and we're doing this way because we had a question. Someone asked us a question. It had to do with health. And we're going to answer it. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, yes. this, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a doozy. But yeah. first, we are going to start with our little comment caffeine. That's right. Snaps. Our comment uh, caffeine session where we highlight your comment on Instagram, on YouTube, and as a review when you review iTunes. So if you leave a review, we want to give you that special attention. And this comment caffeine part is for you. So who do we have today, yes. Summer? Today we have a comment from the Visual Age. All right. They commented on one of our uh, episodes. It was the day I flew. We mm. had a little thing about it. And they said, woohoo, I cannot wait. I just want to clean the house just so I can listen to it. LOL. But it'll have to wait a few hours. And I thought that was I thought that was great because I can totally relate. Mm-hmm. I actually do listen to podcasts while I clean and do stuff around the house and work on my projects and things. Uh, yeah. But that's what I was going to say is that I actually listen to it while I clean. So I just recently got into wireless earphones. I wish I could say they Game were a sponsor, changer. but they're not. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but for real, they changed the world. So the visual age, just a little side note wireless earphones man look into that look into that (laughs) hey you never know maybe that's already the reason sometimes wireless headphones if i'm vacuuming right because you really need that little space perfect Uh, or sometimes they even play it on a speaker if i'm just regular cleaning so it just really depends on the vibe i need to set for the day but yeah cleaning and listening to podcasts is or audiobooks sometimes that's like a great combo Absolutely. And then I actually had to get it because like you kind of mentioned earlier, we are also on YouTube and it really helps not having huge earphones and weird things going on. So the the wireless ones really help with that. So we are now on YouTube. Look for Matcha Talk over there. We're on Instagram. Uh, we have a different, a little bit of a different uh, thing about it. We were not having videos every single time exactly so so yeah uh matcha talk is going to be as a video podcast on youtube and the all not all of the episodes are going to be available as video so we're going to choose the episodes that we're like yeah we want to do it on as a video on youtube otherwise um we're going to have an audio podcast like you're listening to right now so this one is not available on youtube this one is exclusively for our podcast listeners so we have all the audio is you're always going to have a podcast. Every yes. single one is going to be a podcast. Some of them will have a video as well on YouTube. So if you're into that, check it out. We'll let you know in the beginning if this is a video one that you can uh, see us on as well. But this one is not. This one is just an audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's about it. So uh, 
tell me what has happened to me, Baji. Yeah, so we actually, uh, it was from my own Instagram account, Asuna Living. I got a question a while ago from a sister who shared to me a little bit about her current illness that she has and the challenges that she's experiencing and why she was like, please talk about this. Because, and what she says in the entire question, I really related to it because I feel a lot of people with chronic illnesses deal with that, right? So mm-hmm. this is what she said, and I'm going to paraphrase, and I'm going to not say that into everything because something was quite um, private. So she said that she also has thyroid disease. In her case, it's a hyperthyroidism grave disease. And I talk a lot about it for my thyroid problems on my Instagram. So a lot of sisters out there. And I just want to say, there's so many people with thyroid problems. It's, it's quite quite crazy. I get a lot of messages on DMs and they're like, oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, me too. I totally get it. I totally get it. And I know sometimes, I don't know about you, Summer, but sometimes it can feel lonely, right? You're like, oh, I think I'm the only one who's suffering through this. Mm-hmm. But definitely not. There's like, even within our Muslim community, there's a lot of mm-hmm. sisters suffering with that. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't, I don't think I've, I, I felt lonely about it because no one could really find what's going on or like you know have a, have a definition for it or anything. But it's uh, definitely yeah, it's odd. I'm glad that she asked this question. So props to the sister for kind of you know reaching out about it. Definitely is more of a, uh, a prominent thing than some people think that is Mm -hmm. absolutely for sure and you know yeah i was just gonna say there are different different kinds of illnesses out there not one is worse or better than the other and i think that's something that you know we we need to understand a little bit too you know like everyone is having their struggles and we're not gonna say one is more or less but just understand that people have different ways different struggles that you know they're going through so i think there's a reason why like sometimes we're like oh i didn't know there were so many is because when you're talking about these kind of illnesses they're not visible you don't see them Mm. a person Mm -hmm. is standing in line and you just don't know what they're struggling with at that time so it really is very important to realize hey you know and I, and, I, and we say that a lot as hijabis, right? Like we have to show a smiley face to the world and we have to be positive and kind and blah, blah, blah. And the burden of the entire, I don't know, faith is on your shoulder, which I disagree with, but that's a different topic altogether. But it's just to say that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm a hijabi and sure, I'm representing Islam to a certain extent, but I also have my own struggles. And if I'm not smiling today, it's not because I'm unhappy with my faith. It's just because I'm just having a hard time. So let's let's kind of keep up that empathetic viewpoint as we go through. Yeah, because <laughs> actually in this episode. case, she continues to describe the day that she's having at that time. So I want to tell you what she's experiencing. She says, today I am super exhausted. It was my day to clean the kitchen. So I'm sat in the kitchen taking breaks from cleaning. I couldn't even shower today as today was my kitchen day. I'm sat in the kitchen at this hour as my whole family was fasting today and the kitchen was a hot mess. I live with my parents and siblings and I feel I have no choice but to contribute. I had to not shower so I can do the kitchen. SubhanAllah. And then she asks, so please make a podcast about this and how you cope. How do you keep up with your salah as I really struggle? Any tips you have? She actually later apologized. She was like, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I'm feeling super emotional. 
So this was a really heavy thing to write for her. And as I read that, I'm like, yeah, that's tough. It's not a fun place to be. And I know you're definitely talking about, or you know, you've definitely talked about your uh, medical kind of history. Uh, you have Hashimoto's, as you said. I don't know what my issue has been, <laughs> yeah. but I have had energy concerns. So, and just to kind of put that into perspective, I definitely, definitely, definitely relate with this sister because there was a time that I could not vacuum. Like it was, it was a vacuum and it wasn't a huge space I needed to vacuum. And it was so heavy for me. The vacuum was heavy and I had to take three to four breaks to vacuum the place, which is not something I ever had to do before. So it was very disheartening because wow, I can't even vacuum. And then why can't I vacuum? Confusion, shock. Oh my God, I can't even vacuum. And there was just so much going on and... And yeah, anyways, I, I, I relate. And so I, I, like I said, I don't know what the issues I have, what they have been. Alhamdulillah, I feel a little better. And, you know, we all have our days and moments. But I, I understand. And one thing I can just kind of say off the bat, I read somewhere and I think is 100% true is that we have to be kinder to ourselves. And it's okay that I had to take breaks to vacuum. Like, that's fine. I ended up vacuuming. <laughs> you know, celebrate the small things. What you said it was really cool, though, because you know when they talk about acting, and then they're like, okay, uh, there's a very famous Seinfeld episode. I forgot what he said. But something like there's one line, right? And he has to say it in different ways. And <laughs> he, remember it was Kramer. I forgot what the line was. My God, that's like years ago. But yeah, no, yeah and it's like, like, how iconic. do you... <laughs> so you're like, oh, I have to vacuum. I have to vacuum. I have to vacuum. <laughs> like, you know, it's really that. It's all the emotions that you can put behind that that act. In her case, she wants to clean the kitchen. Like, every possible way you can think, I honestly feel like we can relate because there's so many different perspectives. I have had the same thing. And what I have to do, taking breaks from cleaning, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I cannot, I, I don't, when I am cleaning the house, uh, before, when I did not have, before when life was better <laughs> in this case, I was always saying, okay, so today is I'm going to clean the upstairs or clean the whole floor, I'm, which means I'm going to vacuum and mop and, you know, do all the things and baseboards and like wipe down the doors, you know, like that the stuff whole is, deal. <laughs> it's Martha Stewart level for me. And mashallah, she definitely does not have what we have, right? So she does not struggle <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's what it looks like. But yeah, you have to think that, oh, I cannot do these three things anymore. I can only do one. Like sometimes uh, I divide the bathroom cleanings. So what do you have at the bathroom? You have the counters, the sinks, the mirrors, and then you have the toilet itself, and then you have the shower bath area. Mm -hmm. That's more than three, but that's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for <laughs> me, I'm like, okay, I can only do the sinks and the toilet, right? And then right. another day, I will tackle the shower and, and the tub area. So, right. yeah, you got to, I mean, it's, I don't know how much people can relate to that. Because there was some, somewhere I read, I don't know where this was, it was quite recently. Um, another friend of mine, actually, she was being called lazy for that. Oh, 
And I got so oh upset. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> no. You know, it would be great if the reason why I'm not doing it is because of laziness. That would be awesome. I will take that over this. Right? Like, if only. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing is that people are so harsh to others, but also to themselves. Sometimes I would say, oh, come on, Summer, you can do it. Why can't you do it? And, you know, kind of be really harsh towards myself because I can't do something. But that's what I mean about we have to be kinder in that it's okay that I can't do it. It's okay that I need a break because then I can get up and do it. You know, it's okay that I didn't take a shower. The kitchen is clean. You know, it's okay. Not everything is perfect. It is okay. The amount that I am able to do right now in this moment, Alhamdulillah, I am off the bed. Or if you're not, Alhamdulillah, I am awake because sometimes that's a struggle. So it's, you always have to celebrate the small things. Short, ideally, you love to be able to go out and do all the things. But right now, the, just the fact that you're doing this, it's okay. Celebrate that. It's actually sometimes quite fantastic that you're able to do even that. Now I vacuum and alhamdulillah, every time I'm like, man, <laughs> I, re- right? I remember. Like a little sense of gratitude. You're like, oh, yeah. look at that. Absolutely, every time. That's another level that I think people do forget with chronic illness is that there is that physical limitation and physical struggle and there's that mental struggle that you're mentioning where you're like you know you just really want to it's, it's just not fun not being able to do the things that you could once do or not being able to do the things that other people can do either way oh, it's, man, it's really yeah. challenging absolutely uh, especially this comparison of yourself to what others can do i mean that's gotta stop man it's because no one is is facing what you're facing and it's funny you mentioned martha stewart we don't know what she's going through (laughs) right like we don't know what struggles Mm -hmm. she has so we we are not in a place to be able to compare ourselves with her she in a different spot she's just doing something else right and so we have to keep up that that mentality when thinking about others don't compare yourself to other people and what they are able to do you don't know you don't know what they're going through they might be going through something completely different and they have to pull themselves up you know sometimes for from or for you know different things so i think we have to keep up that positivity and it's so hard i know is is so easy to say it really is and i think alhamdulillah i have begun my journey towards recovery so alhamdulillah i'm not in that place anymore and and but you know kind of the question from the sister i she's in that place you know she's she's and and you're in that place too you have still like these horrible days that's okay man like the fact that you can still do something at you know, all. one of the reasons why I really want our listeners to take away this case, um, maybe you don't have a chronic illness, right? And I hope, inshallah, that you don't. Um, but it might be somebody in your life who does. Mm. And it can be really difficult to understand that perspective. Recently, it was very recent where we were playing this little game and my husband told me, uh, you know, I was like, hey, what is that one thing that has been really difficult for you to understand about me? And we'll talk more about that in another episode, inshallah, the game I was playing. Um, but he's mentioned that this, your, the fact that it takes you so long to do something. 
Like that was something that was difficult for him to understand that he recently understood because he spent about two weeks at working from home. That's kind of mm. really out of the ordinary. That like literally never happens. And so he was able to do that. So he saw my everyday things. And finally, he was able to say, oh, my God, I think I understand it more. And it's really hard. I think we need to give a little bit of more leeway to the, to the people who are around us who don't understand. But at the right. same time, when I read this comment, I had a reaction, an immediate reaction to when she said that I'm, I'm in the kitchen, I'm tired, my family was fasting, and the kitchen was a mess. And I have this really reaction right now to say, how can the family not understand that, okay, you guys were fasting. Okay, great. I know that's problematic. But, I mean, the reason why this person isn't fasting most probably was because they were sick. And so why are you giving him the burden to clean the entire mess? Why are you doing that? <laughs> How is that right. fair? <laughs> Just have some kindness towards each other. And I, th- I, think, I think you're being a little harsh. And let me kind of explain myself because... I was living with my mom and uh, when going through all the concerns and she she would help me out, you know, like she would help and I had to kind of figure out the whole food situation from scratch and uh, it was hard for her and, and this is kind of what I mean. It was hard for her to do things in a way that would work for me. So an, an example of this is, is the food. So I could not... Um, one thing that still I, I cannot do today is that I actually have an allergy to gluten. So that means anything with wheat in there, I can't have. So as a Pakistani, you're telling me that I can't have roti equals to my mom's mind that I cannot live. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so she was just shocked. And she, what do you mean you can't have? What do you? What are you gonna? I can have bread. I can't. Because they no always s- say like they always say roti gives you strength. That was the word takat. You know. Yeah, and unless you have roti, you I don't feel full that's that's mm-hmm. the thing yeah and that's because your body is used to carbs that's a different and sugar but let's not but- go there <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the thing is that for her it was very difficult to understand how to make it work without without wheat and so i had to completely go from scratch and do things my own way so live so other people living with uh, you know, someone who has a energy level kind of a concern, I think that's something that they try, you know, but there are some things that they just can't do or understand. Well, what do you mean? Not cleaning the kitchen? That's not, that's not or, difficult for me hold, to understand. Hold, hold on now. There's also <laughs> the idea that and she would know, you know, I'd be like, Ma, I can't do this, even though I used to be able to do it. So there's also the aspect of they want you to keep that sense of you, you can still do it, right? So she, I still was cooking for myself. You know, I I was every day, like that was, that's what I was doing. And my mom helped me every once in a while, but she didn't take that off my plate. When it, even when I was like, Mom, this is really difficult today, she'd be like, do you want me to do it? I'd be like, no, no, let me do it. So sometimes what I'm trying to say, I don't know what that sister's, you know, um, situation is, uh, but I think it 
in some cases, it might also be something like the family understands your mental place and they also understand you need to do this on your own, even though it's going to take you a long time. But oh, that's what、yeah. you need to do. We are in complete disagreement here. <laughs> what, you, know, you know what I need to do? I need to clean up after myself. That's the only thing I'm responsible for.、At、Everything、least. else that I'm doing, I mean, seriously, the, the implication here that I get from this message is that, oh, the kitchen was a mess because they were fasting. So they can't do anything because they were fasting. Yeah, probably there was like just... a huge, maybe, maybe they got together for evening meal and for iftar and they had to make up all these meals and everyone ate and whatever, but like, I have to clean this. Like, I don't understand that. I find there's, and especially、uh, iftar, probably there's a little bit of a trigger as well because during Ramadan, not this year, but last year, I remember getting messages from people. Who would talk about that, you know? Who would say that, hey, people, my family doesn't understand. The reason why I'm not fasting is because I'm not physically capable of doing that and more. They、right. don't understand. So they're like, oh, what do you mean? Oh my gosh, I have a really hard day. I fasted. It was hot out. You know, I'm so tired. I just want to just rest. Or I just want to focus on my ibadah. Or I'm just tired. I'm just going to go to sleep. It's like, it's not my fault. You know, fasting,、right. you're not the only one in the world who's fasting. Everyone fasts. Right. So don't make a mess in the kitchen if you can't clean it. <laughs> like, that would be my approach. Like, it would be re- like, I'm kind of upset about actually, that. Actually, actually, something that gets me about this situation that, that, that you're、uh, talking about, I don't under, I, on some level, I get it, but on some level, I don't. You're not fasting means you're cooking.、Uh, you're not fasting means you're doing more than the person who is fasting. But I think. There is a reason that you're not fasting sometimes. You know, it's like you're having a medical concern, or you are the elderly and you can't, you have difficulties,、uh, or you are really young and you can't handle that responsibility. You know, there, there's multiple of things. There's a reason that you're not fasting. That doesn't mean you take on more or less, you know? And again, that goes in with the aspect、yeah. of having and treating each other with kindness and empathy, understanding. You're fasting and you have some medical concerns. So, me as a third person, I feel pretty good today. I feel like, you know, I, I, I am not feeling the fast as much today.、Uh, I can help out a little bit extra. So, or even if you are, even if you are, you have to understand that you do have to help out regardless. Yeah, like everyone is. Even if you are having a hard time. What I'm saying is, like,、yeah. everyone is doing their part. You know, while understanding that the other person is going through whatever they're going through. So, even if it is a medical concern, or even if that person is not fasting because they're XYZ, it doesn't matter. You know, just have empathy with each other and understanding everyone does their part. Even if, like you said, even if you are fasting and you're feeling it, everyone is also feeling it in some way or another. So bismillah, just、yeah. you do the bare minimum. Everyone does their own bare minimum. And in the end, alhamdulillah, it's a full plate, you know? I would also, on the flip side of this, I would like to say that sometimes it is really hard to communicate to another person and say, hey, I'm not able to do this. I need help with this, right? That's something really difficult to do. Absolutely.、Um, that's that's、yes. something kind of rewind a little bit that I had to really talk to Ami about, you know,、uh, because we're kind of doing things together. Now, she had her own concerns and I had my own concerns. So we were kind of trying to 
balance things. And yeah, it is a difficult conversation to have because when you have to face it yourself, you're no longer capable of doing that, which you used to be able to do. And that was tough, mm-hmm. you know, so you're facing your own um, concern right there. It's, it's in your face. You can't hide it, uh, run from it. And then you're talking to someone else about it. So now you can't hide it. And it's uh, you're owning it now because you're looking for solutions. You know, I, I can do this on my own. These are the struggles that I'm having. What do you think? How do you think I can manage it? So there is just a huge dynamic shift sometimes. And I mean, I think that's fine. It's 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 hard. Yeah, it's hard. I think it needs to be communicated. You have to be able to say that. So in in our case, um, I was diagnosed. Maybe I think it was maybe like six years into our marriage. So we have things going on the way that things are going on, and then suddenly, hey, my health is not right. Something is wrong. I I'm not able to do the things I'm able to do, and it has come to a point now, where I have to tell my husband I cannot do X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, um, before I was all about, oh, my God, I'm going to bake my own bread. I was, like, learning how to bake hamburger, like a burger bread. Um, And I would, like, make the own, you know, I was all about I want to handmade all these Mm -hmm. things. And so cooking was a big thing. So sometimes I would, like, cook something. I don't really enjoy cooking, but I would just experiment. And that was something that I would do. I would experiment and we would enjoy that together, even though it was bad. It would still be a fun (laughs) experiment. So in this case, it's like, you know, Hamza would say that, oh, Samia, let's make this next week or something. And I am like, hang on. Like, I need to think about this. I need to see what I'm doing Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. What I what work do I have for Sunnah Living? What work do I have for Matcha Talk? Am I cleaning the house that week? Do I have all of this extra to do? If I have all that to do then I won't be able to make this extra special dish mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have that, okay, fine. And then it's like, okay, what am I making before? What am I making after? So it's that little planning that goes in advance. And I have to tell him that. I don't expect him. If he was to be like, hey, Samia, let's make a lasagna and a pizza and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and if my initial reaction is, oh, my God, <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't even understand that, you know, I'm sick. How can you say that to yeah. me? Yeah. I can do that or I can just say I'm not able to do it, but we can plan for it next month. And then I can plan my life around making that right. lasagna. And whatever. I think that's the main thing is first you have to accept, you have to accept, you know, this is your Oh new. my God, I think you, you hit on something because maybe all of these struggles that we have psychologically and physically, a lot of it is maybe rooted in acceptance that maybe... We haven't fully accepted the condition that we're that's in. That's a lot of what I'm saying is definitely, definitely that that's it. <laughs> because you have to understand that this is what I'm no longer capable of. Yes, I can't anymore. And that's fine. Let me now just plan with this in mind. So that's what I mean is definitely you have to accept that this is how it is now. Don't be apologetic about it. It's, it is what it is. Allah has given you this test. And, and the thing is, you know, Allah gives you that which you can handle. So he doesn't give you more than, than, than what you can handle. And it's tough while you're going through it and finding that. And you're thinking, I can't handle this. I can't. I, I really can't. But at some point, you 
at some point, you know, and it, it, it might be a long time in the making, but at some point you realize, no, alhamdulillah, I, I, I could handle it and I did handle it. I can handle this. Yeah. And I, I want to give that space of be like, you know, it's difficult to get to that point. And I understand that it took me two years to get to the point where I can now say, oh, my God, I accept it. Right. I accept my illness. I wrote a blog post about that, actually, um, where I detail what kind of led me, that thought process that led me to do that in a hadith, which was like a game changer. Um, I'll link that in the, in the description here. But it just takes a while. And if you're going through grief, if you're going through anger and whatever, just allow yourself to feel that. Right. It's kind of like, and I mentioned that in the blog post as well, it's kind of like grieving a death of yourself. Because mm. you had all those dreams in your life. For me, my dream was I want to have a little homestead. I want to grow our own vegetables. I want to ferment you know, I want to be like making our own breads all the time, this kind of thing. So this, this is my dream. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't really do any of that. Right. So it's grieving the death of somebody of yourself. And so it's complicated. A lot is involved. But I just want to say that if you are in that space, allow yourself to go. Don't distract yourself. You know, don't silence that little part of you which is grieving allow it to and then but this whole time your eyes is set to that goal where you're accepting it right because acceptance of the test is how what we're supposed to do as believers exactly and that's so tough like it, it, it is i just want to say again you've been dealing with this for so long and you've you know come to grips with it alhamdulillah i have as well and not everyone is in that place so i just again want to say i understand because we've been there and sometimes we i still have my days you know it's tough it's so hard and it is a struggle it's a process but at the end of it you know you're like alhamdulillah man yeah i did it i did i could handle it and you know and it is. when it comes to that acceptance i think you can probably relate to it as well that, yeah, you accept it today, but you might have to keep accepting it <laughs> right. another day. Exactly. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm yeah. I'm okay with this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like making... <laughs> so it's like a constant Sometimes thing. you're making all these grand plans like you used to do. You know, I'm going to do this. All my day off is coming. I'm going to do this and that and this and that and the end. Oh, wait, can, can I? Can I really? <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot. Oh, darn yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to be exhausted at that time. <laughs> Uh, you know, one of the things that she also mentioned towards the end, which I really wanted us to touch on, was the fact that um, how do you keep up with your salah as I really struggle? Yes, I wanted to get to this. So keeping, yeah. So let's talk about that a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. So so one thing, by the way, uh, it, it really helped me when I had trouble getting off the bed, literally. So it's not like I could do much physically. There's not much I could do. But I was able to listen. And alhamdulillah, in the age of technology, YouTube galore, <laughs> there are so many lectures, there are so many um, conversations, shuyukh, uh, sometimes even just the um, what's out there and things that can help. And so this, one, one... That's a Quranic recitation for our... Right friends 
Yeah. So there are so many other ways to connect to Islam. Uh, and, and that would help you gear yourself up and get ready for a salat as well. So that's why I'm kind of conflate, uh, I forgot the word, mixing the two. Hmm. Um, but it's one thing that really helped again was, was listening to these lectures and thing, not only because it's, uh, you know, getting me to think a little differently about Islam and it's like that growth of deen of faith. So there's that positivity in there as well. But it was also the things that they talk about kind of puts things into perspective so well in those lectures. They it's you begin to get the sense again, it's not about the dunya, right? Hmm. you you begin to see the bigger picture. You begin to kind of zoom out from your experiences. And so hearing those lectures puts puts stuff into perspective in a good way. And it gets me riled up like, all right, <laughs> it's time. Let's go. And uh, no matter what the struggle is, but I just heard about it in the lecture. Again, the importance of other people's struggles, of other things. And then you're also like, you know, I did improve. I did do something today, not physically, but I yeah. worked on my deen today. That's like a little little baby steps that you can say, oh yeah, I exactly. did. I did my... So I, when, I, when I think of this part about being a Muslim with an illness, so that's like two different things. And I, I think when I think of it, I think of it two ways. There's a how aspect and there's a why aspect. And I really want to hit on the why first before I share the, the how for me. Like how do I maintain or work towards my spirituality? And, uh, you know, that would be like my second part here. But the first, I just want to mention that everything that in the life, you know, the Prophet Sallallahu said in the Hadith that every difficulty a believer goes through has benefit. Mm. Like there's good in right. it. Right. And it's only for the believers like this specific thing is only for us, me and you as Muslims. Like, that's it. We have that little gift that everything we're going through, there's goodness in it for us. And it's the goodness. And I believe this goodness is in this life and it is in the next life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may not appear so in this life. Right, because some of the struggles. That's what are I was gonna tough. say. Like, Samibaji, what do you mean? I can't do anything, and yeah. life is uh, because so sometimes difficult not and, only illness. Uh, yeah, not only illness. Sometimes the struggles are something totally different, and they're very difficult. But they're meant to lead you towards another station with Allah. Right. If if you go through them properly, and if you really get the lesson you're supposed to get from them, then it leads you towards a higher station, which is something that we always aim right. for. And so I just wanted to say that if, if I was to die tomorrow and this whole time I did not focus on the spiritual aspect, I did not do my prayers, I was openly disobedient to Allah, right? How awful would it be if I was to die for nothing? If I was to have gone through for nothing? I get nothing in return. Mm. So in this regards, I can get a lot in return. My patience... Maybe this is it, right? Maybe this is my, my patience, my understanding, and how I struggle through this is my way into Jannah. But I forget my obligations that I have. Those obligations for all Muslims, if you're mentally there, right? It's for you. Whether if you cannot pray standing up, you pray sitting right. down. If you cannot pray sitting down, you pray lying exactly. down. So you do it. You just don't waste this opportunity. Like you don't have to live with this 
after you die <laughs> as crazy as that yeah, sounds absolutely and and again it's about remembering that sometimes so these lectures or yeah. you know talking to other people um who kind of talk about these things and and bring that positivity in your life allows you to recognize wait there is a hereafter uh how again is that impacting me right now and and then vice versa what am i doing now that's impacting my hereafter and again i i, I really want to touch again on this point that that you briefly mentioned some people think it is a big deal that oh man i i can't i can't pray standing up i have to sit down mm-hmm. you know and like oh my god it's killing me to do it but I want to just go back to what we said earlier. Be kind to yourself. And there is a reason Allah has given us this, that you can sit and pray. You can lay and pray. There are ways to pray even when you can't physically stand and pray. And also remember, like the spiritual things that we do, they're like a little food for our soul. Yeah. So the, the, you know, we need those little survival foods, especially if you're going through difficulties, you know, take that. This moment, yeah, it's an obligation, but this moment is for you. So take it, even if you have to take it sitting down. And that's what I mean, like celebrate even the small steps that you're taking in your daily life, in your personal life, in your, even your religious life. And I do that. I do that. Yeah. When there are days where I'm really exhausted, I'm like, okay, I think I need to pray. I need to sit down and pray today. And there was a point where I would feel uncomfortable because I'm like, well, I have my legs. It's not like my legs are broken. It's not like my back is broken or whatever. And I said, remind myself, oh, yeah, there is something inside of me that's not normal. So, you know, um, yeah. One way, by the way, uh, I also used to feel a little strange about it. But after I thought of this, I really didn't. I was like, uh, if I if I if I just uh, muscle through it <laughs> in a sense, like if I stand and, and make myself do it this way, I'm going to have even that more of a difficult time for the next prayer. Mm, and just focusing in that time, and then you're like done with the prayer, and you're like, oh, finally, yes. because you felt so because, tired. Because oh my gosh, yes. Some people are like, oh man, the Sahaba, they wouldn't even feel anything. They there's that one Sahaba who had this uh, injury and while he was praying he didn't even mm-hmm. realize it was Ali we are not yeah. at that level okay like we're not and so stop fooling yourself <laughs> you're gonna feel yes. it okay you're gonna feel it and so just sit and pray and that's okay and also I think that- on, and also this is gonna help conserve your energy for your next prayer yeah and then another thing hold on, no. hold on there's another thing as positive reinforcement if you are not feeling pain during prayer you will only feel better and more motivated to pray again so just that's just a human body instinct there what were you saying no i was just saying the theme of today probably theme of dealing with chronic illness is probably don't fool yourself (laughs) Like, don't <laughs> right. don't pretend that you are this person that yeah. you're not. But I just want to mention a little bit of the how. how. How I look at the how and practice spirituality is, I think of it two ways. I think of, um, and, I, and I've used this term before for myself, like active, active believer and a passive believer. And there's some, some ways. So I think everyone should be active in whatever way that you can be active. You just cannot be passive. Because sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, let me just... And, and some people are super, you know, perfectly healthy and whatever. But the only way they get spirituality is if they're listening to something. That is... That's not accurate, right? This is a passive act that you're doing in this case. 
But for us, for those of us where we're like, oh my God, I cannot even do the active. The passive helps. Right. It helps to maintain the mindset. Absolutely. It helps to maintain that connection. That connection is really important because the connection that you're going to have in prayer is is dependent on the connection that you have outside of prayer. So you have to make sure the connection outside is somehow constant. And I did, um, and there's, we can do a lot just by sitting down. You know, we have azkar, right. like many sort of dhikr that we can do. And it's amazing. Like I didn't think I was. I did, I did the azkar journey, which was memorizing the morning and evening azkar through my blog. And then we finished that, and then we memorized the evening, uh, the scar before sleeping. So I just, I mean, you look at it first, and you're like, oh, my God, that's so much. I don't think I can do that. And the reason why I wanted to memorize it, because I found myself not being able to be active. Because mm-hmm. the act of, okay, I want I want to become better. I want to incorporate scar into my life. But every time I do, I have to go to my phone. I have to get that little booklet out. I have to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, you know, there are times where I'm like, I'm just sitting down. I don't want to get up. And the way to get through that is, oh, let me memorize it instead. So it's in my heart and mind all the time. And wanting to access it, I'm just sitting down and I can just access that. And that's how I can work on my spirituality that mm-hmm. way. And anyone can do it. I and mean, we did it. We I said that we were like quite a, I mean, mashallah, a large number of sisters, we did it together. And it's and I just memorize once a week, uh, like one dua a week or one dhikr a week. Like I'm not like memorizing 50 times, like 50 things in a week. And much other people can do that. But I know my limitations. I know what I can do. So one thing a week, you memorize it and then you have it in your toolbox so that when you're going through these difficult moments in life, whether it's psychological difficulties or physical difficulties, you just reach in there and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and that's going to connect me again to Allah because Shaitan gets in. I mean, he's going to, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, look at this. She has a chronic illness. I can hit on it and get her disconnected from Allah so that she cannot even get rewards for this. So that, you know, every struggle she goes through goes to waste because that's what he wants. He just wants you to completely destroy yourself. So at that time, instead of that, you're like, let me reach into my toolbox and get those little passive spiritual activities I can do. And feel good about exactly. it. Exactly. And that's only going to motivate you and help you to do the bigger actions. Because inshallah, it will shift your perspective mm-hmm. on things. And then you'll be okay with kind of not being 100% perfect. It's totally fine. You at least did this much, you know. And that having that spiritual connect, connection helps you. I just want to say on the side, when it comes to... When it comes to us, we have, you know, us being people who struggle with uh, exhaustion Mm -hmm. or energy levels in this case, we have a little amount every day. So we cannot put more. And I just want to say that if you're not working on your obligations in the case of five pillars or the prayers, if you're not working on that and you're like, okay, so I'm just going to memorize this instead or read that instead, do not waste your energy on that. Use your energy towards the obligations first. Right. Then you do other things. That's really, really important. Because like I said, we don't want to... What would they say about missing the missing the diamonds while going through the weeds or something like that? I mean, sure. I don't know. You know what I, I know mean? what like, you're trying to say, though. Being distracted. Yeah. yeah, distracted by different things and missing the big picture. So, So use your energy to do obligations first and then work on the other aspects of it inshallah yeah and then i just kind of wanted to uh, i i kind of wanted to 
a little bit of a lighthearted, practical, weird. And I'm not I'm not saying do this. I'm not saying this is the way or anything and I'm not a doctor. But great. <laughs> That's always a great way to start something. <laughs> but this is something I thought I would never do. I would never be this kind of person. This uh, you know, I that that I would that I would do this, but it was part of the acceptance for me and it was part of moving forward and understanding this is within my limitations that I can do and it helps me to move forward and do things in a better way. And all of that to say as long as it's not drugs. Yeah. It's not it's not haram in a way. Doesn't help you guys. Exactly. <laughs> um but I got into and I told you about it, I got uh protein shakes which I don't use to replace my meals. I actually use it in the middle because they're quick and easy to whip up and it just helps me to instantly like a boost. Yeah, exactly. It gets it gets me a bit of energy, it gets me to get up and do that which I need to do, which is usually cook something. So then that whichever I'm cooking is going to, you know, nourish me and give me better, longer lasting energy to do whatever I need to do, et cetera, et cetera. That's how, you know, my situation. The protein shakes have that's how, that, That's what my mm. situation has been. But I, that, it was kind of a long time coming because, you know, I, I never wanted to be this kind of person because I don't know what person who takes protein shakes is a certain kind of category for me, apparently. And so I was like, no, that's not Mm -hmm. who I want to be. But you got to do what you got to do, man. (laughs) You have got to do what you have got to do to survive. That's not who I want to be. That's so great. (laughs) I actually use dates for this purpose. Uh, I have dates and dried fruits. I feel uh, they give nuts and stuff. Like I feel they give me that. Oh, Lara Bar is really good if you're in the States. I don't know where else is Lara Bar sold. But they just have dates and cashews and, you know, sometimes little things here and there. So, yeah, I use them, too, like a little booster. I'm like, oh, my God. So especially if I don't have a meal that's already made and I have to make on it and I've procrastinated and I have not planned properly. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have food and I'm hungry. Yeah, I rely heavily on those right. things to, like, give me the energy to just, like, half an hour of cooking session. And then I can just sit for a while. Yeah. <laughs> You do what you got to do, yes. man. That's what I'm going to say. And I, I use dates, too. Dates, I have a box of it in the fridge, like, at all times now. Yeah. That's, dates are really good. It's actually really good. Not only, like, we know that in Ardeen, they're very good. But also, like, they're just good. <laughs> they have that carbs. They have the sugar hit and the carb hit. And then it just gives you a little bit of a boost. So, inshallah, I hope that to the person who sent me the message... I hope that today's discussion helps you, inshallah, to not only get through it, but get through it a little bit more efficiently. And with your dean, be able with to, you. And e- with you as you are right now and how Allah, whatever Allah has given you right now. And just to accept it and know the best step forward. Yeah, inshallah, like kind of to... To think of things in a little different way. And I hope that those who aren't necessarily going through something like that themselves are more empathetic and mm-hmm. understanding of of those that are, right? And Remember, like, a person, you have a test in your life. A person who's living with that, that's a test for them. 
But for others, it's also a test. Yeah, because now you can't do things the way you used to do with them before. Now things are different. Yeah, and then and then just being empathetic, as you mentioned, is important. That's a test at how you're going to handle it. Are you going to be compassionate? Or are you still going to give them a hard time? For Absolutely. It? And again, I think first and foremost, as always, just be kind to yourself and others like empathetic obviously mm -hmm. and kindness even to yourself is so important and that again is is part of the deen man it really is and islam is not a, it's, it's not a religion of of hardship there is ease and no. so you're yes alhamdulillah yeah alhamdulillah and, and you are going through something now but again allah has given you that which you can handle and you have to find out why Allah has it's said that you can handle know. this. Like, you think you can't, yeah. but there is a reason. But Allah knows better. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason that you have it because Allah knows you can't handle it. And it's up to you to figure out how you can handle that. And you will grow from it, inshallah. And it's tough, but, and it's a struggle and it's a process. And, you know, that's what it is. It is. But inshallah, when you get through it, that's a whole nother level. You've, you've leveled up in your life. <laughs> Yes, and you, we got your back. We'll be cheering for you, inshallah. inshallah. You can always contact us if you go uh, scroll a little bit down. You hit say salams, and you can actually send us a message directly. We'll love to hear from you, and maybe you can send us a question, and we can do another podcast about your question. And remember, that question can be about anything because this is my yeah. Talk. So, so you're not referring necessarily to the sister, which I thought, which is fine, <laughs> but you're referring to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, all all of our listeners today who were like, "Hey, I want to join you guys." To you, you as know, well. I w mm -hmm. I just want to say it would be it would be really cool to have this kind of community getting together. You know, of everyone who goes through these things and sharing their tips and tricks. My my tip is those smoothies, not smoothie shakes. Your tip is the dates, and I'm sure you guys have other tips and tricks of how to live through life daily but also you know keep your deen with you while you're struggling and going through hardship so i think it would be fantastic to hear how everyone does things instagram at matcha talk uh youtube like i said every once in a while we'll have those videos we have one up now at matcha talk find us on a platform and kind of just share your ways of doing stuff and then say salams obviously get in contact with us be like hey by the way i think there's a really on point way to do it trust me share this with the world I and mean, you know we definitely might bring that up next time but i think this is fantastic for everyone to have each other's backs and and share you know share the knowledge and uh, leave us a comment on there and don't forget to review us on itunes we're going to be looking out for that and inshallah next time a common caffeine might be your review <laughs> so drop in your reviews inshallah. inshallah let everyone know why you love matcha talk and why they should listen to it too thank you for having some matcha with us and sitting down for this conversation assalamualaikum, assalamualaikum.